TCM podcast, all about Chinese medicine. Welcome to a new episode at Traditional Chinese Medicine TCM Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the Great Wall of China, its history, symbolism, the stories related to the Great Wall of China, and of course, its original meaning. So let's begin. As we know, the Great Wall stood as a wall of defense for many years now, and still stands today as a great wonder of the world. It is a man-made wonder, spanning thousands of kilometers. Much of it has stood for hundreds of years, with some portions over 2,000 years old. Thousands of years ago, at the present territory of China, existed a region of separate states, ruled by their own leaders, its own languages, cultures and currencies, permanently in war condition toward each other and neighboring areas. Four states built fortification walls along the north of China, around 700 BC, with having aimed to protect their territorial borders. They built side walls, circular walls and parallel walls. In some areas, rivers or high mountains form part of the wall. The original walls were built of gravel and earth, packed between wooden frames designed for defense against swords and spears. In 221 BC, Qin Shi Huang defeated the separate states of China and united them in one empire. He became the first emperor of China and the founder of Qin dynasty. The north was the only open area where China could be easily invaded. Emperor Qin's idea was to link the walls in the north to form a barrier from the invading Huns. At the time, the Hun was a small northern municipality that kept attacking Chinese territory. Emperor Qin sent General Mang Tian, who led the army of about 3 million men, and successfully defeated the Hun. After that event, it was clear that existing walls could not stop invaders. Old walls were repaired and linked, and new sections were built. To build a wall construction campaign lasted for about 10 years, and it was included about 2 million workers. To the early emperors, the neighborhood states nomads, were just naturally warlike, uncivilized and even subhuman. Between 400,000 to 1 million workers died during construction. The bodies were buried inside the wall and archaeologists have uncovered many bodies buried inside the wall. The second major wall was built in the 1st century BC by the Han dynasty and it was longest ever in its history. Mongols invaded China around 1271, led by Genghis Khan. His powerful Yuan dynasty ruled until 1368. At that time, the wall had no purpose, therefore, no reconstruction cured. From 1368, China regained back its land ruled by the Ming dynasty. The Mings built a new wall along the southern border of the Ordus Desert. The Ming dynasty started building the wall around 1474. The Ming wall was a 100-year project and it included battle forts, watchtowers, bridges, temples and pagodas. The Ming's Wall is in fact the present Great Wall of China. It spreads from the Pacific Ocean in the east to the Gobi Desert and beyond, in the west with the official length of about nearly 21,200 kilometers in regard to all sections of the wall. Unfortunately, 
Since the Ming dynasty witnessed defeat in 1644, the wall was not maintained. Only at the beginning of the 20th century wall near Beijing was repaired by the Chinese government. The Great Wall of China goes west from Shanghai Guan at the China Sea to Lop North in Gansu province. It crosses deserts, grasslands, mountains and plateaus. In some areas it crosses over mountain peaks. In other areas the mountains are used as a part of the wall. So that was briefly the history of the Great Wall of China. And I hope that uh, you will forgive me if I maybe didn't mention something important, but in my opinion that was what mentioned, what really is important to be mentioned. The second part I would like to talk about is actually a bit more about the culture, or better to say cultural symbolism of the Great Wall. And I would begin with the actually very known um, attitude of Chinese, which is the love of enclosing walls and the inscribed which inscription and um, which is basically well known in Chinese language because all Chinese characters inscribed um, such so since 12,000 BC uh, actually 1200 BC the very first Chinese characters which are the pictographic ideograms for settlements and defense which are respectively in Chinese Chang and Hong represent wall compounds both concepts were clearly unthinkable without four-side enclosures, like Zhongguo, for example, for China. Uh, later, classical Chinese used the same word for city, as I mentioned before, the settlement, which is Chang and Fang characters. But this time, uh, later, they used for city and city wall another character, which is known as Chang. The character meaning uh, capital city, which in Chinese Qing, was originally a picture of a guard house over a city gate. Wall building and uh, written language have intervened to define Chinese civilization both physically and figuratively ever since it came into existence, dividing and distinguishing Chinese people and settlements from their less settled, less literate neighbors in the north. To understand the millennia old Chinese impulses to wall building, to understand the conflict that created the wall, we need to understand these two incompatibly different geographically adjoining cultures. That one of the agrarian, self-confident literate, war China, and that of the pastoral nomadic tribes of the Mongolian status. In summary, the Great Wall symbolized the triumph of the determination to hard labor and the resources of a project, regardless of any obstacles, a spirit that for the time being had been well and truly lost. And um, I would like to talk about people, or better to say, life stories attached and relate to the Great Wall of China with its great meaning, I would summarize in this way. So, the Chinese interests of, the, of their wall happened much later than the four enthusiasm and Sun Yat-sen, the Republican who replaced the Qin dynasty, was the first politician to see the Great Wall as a potential national symbol. Mao Zedong wrote poems about the Great Wall during the Long March, but at some point his attitude changed and then during the Cultural Revolution hundreds of kilometers of the Great Wall were destroyed. Local peasants were encouraged to build houses using bricks for the Great Wall. Deng Xiaoping's 1984 famous sentence was something like let us lower China and restore our Great Wall. And it is the message which stopped such a troublesome events of 
destroying Great Wall and changed national attitude toward the wall. Actually, it was the very first person, as I mentioned now, related to the Chinese interest, related to the Mao itself. Sun Yat-sen, since the, who lived uh, up to uh, until 1925, was uh, actually the first president of Republic of China. He was also the co-founder of the Kuomintang, and um, in his time, the Great Wall becomes became a mask for modern Chinese nationalists. Um, it represented a structure of sacrifice built by loyal Chinese against foreigners, then became an object of great respect by foreigners which relieved Chinese wall from its troublesome history and reinvented this one of the unique wonders of the world. President Sun Yat-sen developed a fondness for the Great Wall. During his time, China struggled for national survival in years of war and installed the Great Wall as a symbol of national strength and endurance in the popular imagination. Sun's known political, political credo was democracy. Although he did not believe China needed European type of democracy, such as individual freedom, for instance, in Sun's opinions, too much individual liberty would prevent Chinese people from united resistance against enslavement of the nation under imperialism. He was vocal on the freedom of the nation or that of the individual and on unspecified length of time, Chinese people would be thought to be democratic under a military dictatorship. Such point of view clearly explains his attachment to the Great Wall, that millennial monument to the autocratic Chinese state and military protection. Sun died without seeing his dream of China reunited as a true republic. But mostly important, importantly in China, it stays his sponsorship of the nationalists and the communists, and slowly grew national consensus about him as the father, as, as the father of the nation. The second person I would like to mention, um, uh, who is actually pretty much attached to the Great Wall of China, by its own meaning and doing, was the Mao Zedong, who died in 1976. So, the historical purpose of the wall its controversy associated with history appearance got little of importance after President Sun Yat-sen died. And it didn't take a long time until Chairman Mao Zedong, who was at the time communist leader, advertised the Great Wall as an idea of powerful autocratic political philosophy. He enjoyed and embraced the isolationist psychological character that the wall visibly expressed. Chairman Mao liked to think of himself as an internationalist, as a dynamic representation of the communist world revolution, but practically his belief was based on the corrupting influence of foreign ideas and thoughts. And the third person I would like to mention and who was pretty much related to the Great Wall and it's um, in, in a way of uh, evolution of the Great Wall in Chinese mind was definitely Deng Xiaoping, who died in 1997. He, he was the veteran Chinese leader, inventor of capitalist-style reforms, and unfortunately he did not match such changes with political changes. He was, um, Deng Xiaoping was, in fact, Chinese uh, creator of open-door policy and reforms. The Great Wall appeal to Deng's attitude toward Chinese people and foreign relations. He often compared Chinese Great Wall of Fire and Steel 
pointing at the communist regimen system of social protection and political stability. The second point of view is that he proclaimed open-door economic policies without foreign cultural and economic influences comparable to the Great War itself. And uh, after mention short history of the Great War, the cultural symbolism and uh, in this case and for this episode three life stories attached and related to the Great Wall of China, I would like to mention the meaning of the Great Wall, better to say the original meaning and the um, new well, better to say man made new um, uh, new meaning of China of Chinese Great Wall. And uh, I would like just to mention that from about 221 BC or when the first unification of China existed, exists, there is also the first uh, actual idiom, so-called Zhongguo, which in Chinese Zhong means middle, and Guo, which is made of two characters, Huo and Guo, with original meaning of territories. Meaning of these two altogether Chinese character, Zhongguo means middle territories, which represent China, in fact. So, along with retaining, of course, racial characters, and uh, along with traditional Chinese characters, the government of People's Republic of China, in mainland China, promoted the simplified form of Chinese character from 1950s in order to encourage literacy. So, from about 221 BC until 1950s, which would be roughly 2000 years, um, there is a meaning of China as a middle territory. And a simplified form from 1950s um, of Chinese character for China's changed. Zhongguo was still pronounced, but this time Zhong was still the middle, but Guo is, was not made from the two characters I previously mentioned, but this time from uh, Wang, which means king, and Yu Jade, which altogether means country, so we can translate it as a middle country or middle nation, if you wish, and if we analyze it in details, we can um, analyze it as a middle country with the rule, magnificent ruler or wealthy ruler, or led by the wealthy ruler, some kind of combination like that. So, such as differences in characters, written characters, condition the huge difference in Chinese appearance and an attitude as a nation. Therefore, as a result, the evolution of the idea of China has changed. The very basic idea of belonging to united territory, protected by wall, evolved to the idea of a uni unique central country led by a magnificent ruler. Rays of technological, cultural and living conditions in the last 30 years trigger self-confidence in China and revival of its old geostrategic points of interest, which goes back to the time of building the very first Chinese wall. And um, in conclusion, I would mention that today we witness further Chinese national changes and aspirations having the aim to for Chinese to take their deserved seat under the sun. Among the most geostrategically anticipated, civilized, and influential nations. So, the time will tell how much the Great Wall influenced the Chinese nation itself. But uh, throughout the Chinese history, Great Wall played and plays a very important um, uh, meaning 
and it's, it does have influence on Chinese thoughts, which in generally for the generations now have been taught and educated for very different meaning of Chinese Great Wall from the very original meaning, as the same as um, Chinese China uh, has changed its own original meaning to some new modern one. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Hope that you like it and uh, even enjoyed it. Uh, will be even better if you maybe heard something new and uh, which uh, really is important. And um, hope to hear you next time. So until next time, with love and light. TCM Podcast, all about Chinese medicine.